everybody, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shop Talk with Vanessa Rose, co-owner of Mod Hair Studio in uh, the D.C. area. Uh, John and I caught up with Vanessa at the Mentors and Masters program with uh, Nikki Lee and Gino Stamporia. Uh, as you've probably noticed, if you listen weekly, we've we've interviewed a bunch of people there, but uh, they bring together a great group of educators, passionate hair salon owners, in salon trainers, uh, about yearly in Elkhaz City, Maryland, and really work on you know how to how to create the next level of salon trainer and educator. Um, in the hair industry. Anyway, Vanessa is one of those people that just we saw from across the room. She's super special. Um, she and her partner, Celeste, I've had the opportunity to get to know a little bit uh, since this, and they just are a wealth of wisdom. They kill it behind the chair. They've got a great team, and you should listen to every word that Vanessa says on this podcast. She's just uh, a wealth of knowledge and a light. And anyway, uh, thanks, as always, for listening. John and I loved this conversation. Uh, enjoy the episode. Why hairdressing? How did this happen to you? How did hairdressing become your, your thing? You know, I always had my hands in beauty, hair, nails. Um, I went to the high school for the performing arts, the Duke Ellington School in D.C., so I was an artist. I was that kid, and I think the, um, the need to have a stable job and a, a stable way to make money kind of led me into the path of, of beauty and hairdressing and I knew immediately that I had found my people. And How did you start off in your career? Did you work for somebody? Did you open your salon right off the bat? Tell us no about way. That I had a long a journey. Um, I went to the Graham Webb Academy, oh, wow. and I was really um, very fortunate. It was in the early 90s, and I had amazing mentors. That, that was the heyday of Graham That Graham was Webb. the heyday of Graham Webb. So I was not even finished beauty school, and I was already in a training program to become a platform artist for them. And right away was given the opportunity to get on the education team. So really kind of parallel building my business behind the chair, but also working with the manufacturer and education and also working at the academy and their advanced program. So I was super blessed when I look back now and just see the opportunity that was given to me at 19 years old. Like I knew nothing, but somebody saw something in me and I was really very blessed looking back on that and realizing you know 19 years old and you've been given this blessing and you'll be able to work on the platform and, and share your artistry what what lessons did you pull from that I mean because that was a young age to be going through that I think most people have to spend like 10 15 years getting there yet you started right off the bat what, what were some things that really you felt were impactful at that point in your life well, I think I was lucky that I had mentors. So, you know, for younger people, I think the importance of them finding a mentor or several mentors is is um, invaluable. And one of the things that one of my mentors shared with me early, early on is you're only as good as your last haircut. Right. And the second thing he shared with me was, this is Gerard Kieran's, by the way. I'll give him a shout out. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Um, 
the, the second thing Gerard shared with me is that he was giving me all of his knowledge. He was handing me the craft. And it was my responsibility to turn around and hand the craft over to somebody else. And then to, to set the impression on them that they needed to go and hand the craft on and so on and so on. At 19, was that, was that heavy? took it seriously but I think it's because I'm an artist you know at my core that resonated with me like that that responsibility mm -hmm. to to protect the art and the craft of hairdressing and to hand it on so it it wasn't heavy in a negative way but it did give me a sense of purpose you know I'll tell you I think of it, first of all I remember thinking hair the craft of hair was the most important thing on the planet i remember if you would have told me you were a rocket scientist i would have told you you weren't doing anything important it's about how we make people feel right that was how i felt at that time but i will say if you take a look at crafts that have disappeared i'm thinking of a cobbler out of the you know out of the top of my head or a blacksmith right it is precious you know, and I don't know that in the near future, haircuts are going away, passed down through the hands. So it really is amazing. And you still feel that way today? I mean, is that still your outlook? Oh, even more so. I mean, I, I think now, now 30 years later, you know, I fully have embraced the connection of what the way that we can create art with our hands, mm -hmm. but also send and receive energy through our hands is so powerful. And um, I think hairdressers don't realize their magical abilities completely. They don't realize just how much magic and power they have within their hands and through their artistry. So you're, you've got this journey, you're young in your career, had these great mentors, you know, you've taken seriously this responsibility of passing on the craft. And somewhere along the way, you had this brilliant idea that I'm going to open my own salon. Yeah. Tell us about that transformation. I think like a lot of um, hairdressers, it, it kind of just became something I had to do because it's really difficult to remain creative in an environment that you didn't create. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I needed I needed to create my own environment, and I have two amazing partners, and um, we you know we were tiny. We started out the two the three of us and two apprentices mm -hmm. that we had brought from our other salon, and then of course three weeks later we realized well we're going to need to grow, mm -hmm. so immediately started the expansion process into the building next door. That was 18 years ago. Congratulations. Yeah, and thank you. And, um, you know, I've probably had uh, 100 pass through the doors in the way of staff over the years. And I've, I've, really, I've really struggled talking to other salon owners, especially during COVID, with their, um, this, this sort of dash out of the structured salon educational role. And it saddens me because I feel like we really do have to continue this model of taking people in and doing a full apprenticeship or taking them in from beauty school and being a finishing school for them. These young people need a place to go. And, you know, again, I have my mentors, right. mm -hmm. I have my mentors message in my mind. Like it is my responsibility to my craft mm -hmm. to make sure that there is a space for these young people to grow. First of all, that was so eloquently put, this dash out of, um, you know, what, and I'm going to paraphrase now, the organized way in which we used to have it hand-delivered to us, 
there's definitely been a transition, a transformation, if you will, about how people are wanting their education fed to them and how we've had to. But um, but I love what you said because you really are passing that on. So what has how have you how have you differentiated inside of your space, you know, to train number one, to deliver training in a way which, which people want to accept it now and then still maintained that um, commitment to, I guess, greatness or excellence or, you know, uh, mastery of craft, if you will? I think that the, um, you know, the, the core is still there. I still have a training program. I still um, recruit in the schools. I still am actively bringing people in that are um, graduates or that want to do a full-on apprenticeship because they can't afford school or they would prefer to learn that way. The difference with me now post-COVID versus pre-COVID is I am much more vulnerable as a leader and I encourage that vulnerability amongst my team because I realize that there is, um, that you know, we are a sisterhood. If we had a, a guy there, you know, he'd, right. be, our, he'd, he'd be our yeah. brotherhood too, but right. currently we're all females. But I've, I've watched them lean and support on each other with the understanding that we've all been through this collective trauma together. And I'm truly grateful that like these young people believed in me. Like they, they trusted that I would get us through this storm. I've said, you know, before on a podcast um, earlier on or when I was teaching on BBR, there's that that phrase during COVID, like, you know, well, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not all in mm-hmm. the same That's boat. That's right. That's right. We're all in different boats. Yeah. And I we're felt all in like the same storm. we're all in the same storm. Yeah. And it, my job was to take my boat out to sea where the waters were calm and then to bring all of my team back to shore safely. And I, I that has just sort of been my vision and my focus all along and allow the, the culture and the space of the shop to become something new and different mm-hmm. and to um, create a space where these young people can rise up and be the artists they want to be. I want to talk a little bit more about the vulnerability piece that you talked about. But before we do that, I know there's a little bit more to that. So I want to back up a bit. I know that you're a Reiki practitioner. Yeah. So how did that happen? What made you go down that road? Um, my, my journey to Reiki. Um, well, I think that hairdressers and, and beauty, beauty magic makers, beauty practitioners, we, a lot of us are in the healing arts and we don't even realize we're in the healing arts. We're giving and exchanging energy every day. And so my, my journey down that path was really more, um, as a, a protective measure, selfishly for myself. I never set out to heal somebody else or it was more like how am I going to deal with these crazy people in my (laughs) chair that are dumping their crapola on me all day because I just would not only be physically drained but I would be energetically drained and I realized oh Vanessa you're an empath so you're absorbing everything. So this was a healing exercise for yourself? Initially yeah yeah, initially And then as I um, began to really understand energy and practice it and teach it, um, I began to realize that, oh, well, okay, I can protect myself while I'm touching somebody else, but I can also be sending them positive healing energy 
just energetically along with my words and, and, and my presence. And now I feel a lot more safe and comfortable and I've held my energy through this service and I'm able then to clear it and move on to the next person. Because a lot of us just, you know, we go from guest to guest to guest and you're just dragging that completely with you. And then you get home and you're like, I don't know why I feel so crappy. Well, you just had, you know, a download of 10 people sat in your chair today that you touched. That's crazy. You, you said that um, when we talked previously that you actually started practicing Reiki on your guests without their knowledge, yeah, right? So what was that? Well, I think that most, um, most really successful hairdressers understand to some level that they are exchanging energy with people. And it, it can be a lovingly touch on the shoulder, the way that we might hold our hands on somebody's head, just to let them know that we feel, we feel what they're feeling. And naturally, most hairdressers that I come across yeah, we do it subconsciously, do it subconsciously yeah. and, and don't even understand that that is what they are really, truly doing. We don't talk about it when we naturally would embrace somebody's shoulder or touch their head or what have you. So I never talked about it with um, with my guests. And, I, and honestly, I still don't. I don't say, I'm going to send you Reiki now. Well, it right. would be weird for a lot of people. <laughs> it would be. They don't. Yeah. Wait a minute. You know, some people would even be offended, right? But I can still, it's, you know, the word I'm going to use is intention, right? So I can still intentionally share energy with somebody and just because you're a little more well practiced at it doesn't mean you need to announce it right yeah well and i believe i can intentionally send them energy even when they've left me you know if if i've made that connection to energetically with their energy source then i can still reach out to them, you know, without actually physically putting my hands on them. And then they call and then they need their hair done. (laughs) Right. It's funny because I've often said that you can be at a party, right, and meet a whole bunch bunch of people. And if you let people know you're a hairdresser, your ability to reach out and touch them is okay. Yeah. If I didn't say that, you'd be like, who's this guy and why is he touching my shoulder? Yeah. Right. But for some reason... We as a society, and and you know, kudos to us for the craftspeople that we are. We've built a reputation, even if I'm not your hairstylist, right? That it's okay. Yeah. They're a hairdresser. It's the privilege. Yeah, like I've is, said that. It? I said that yeah. a lot. Um, you know, post COVID, like that, that privilege that mm-hmm. we have to touch right. is more powerful and holds more responsibility now than it ever did. You know, I'm gonna steal that from you because we often share with our students at the cosmetology school that you have a license to touch. But privilege Uh, is even better. I'm gonna steal it and start calling it privilege to touch. Yeah, and it is a big deal. Okay, so I wanna lay down some bullet points here. Do it. um, Because I I think we're touching on big topics and I wanna make sure we get through the what, why, how type of pieces. So the first thing is, is vulnerability. Um, I want I want to I want you to give us your definition of that, right? Because I think we all have this idea of what it is, and um, as an owner, so the first thing that you brought up was as a salon owner, I made a decision to be more vulnerable to my group. I think there are a lot of owners that are in that same boat, and maybe just some guidance on what that means and some hows behind 
they can do that without giving away all their power. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see that as well. Like I, I'm giving away my, the fact that I still run this business, right? And I need your help to do it, but you're gonna get, you're gonna get to take a little bit of a bigger peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability to me in, in the salon setting was, was learning how to lead sharing my own experience instead of masking or guarding how I was feeling. I always felt as a leader I needed to be the tough one. I needed to have all the answers. I needed to um, appear, mask, mm -hmm. as if I had it all together. And with COVID, I relaxed into, I don't have all the answers. I don't know where we're going. I don't even know when the race is gonna start, guys. I just, I'm asking you to run with me and, and trust that we can step out on faith together and, um, and that if we're all communicating with each other how we're feeling and what we're frightened about, if we held hands, if we fell together, we were gonna, we were gonna fall a little soft. How did they respond? Um, my group, surprisingly, have responded so well, and it's really funny because I have classes with, with my younger team every single Thursday, and I start every morning class with a brain dump. I'm very big into brain dumping, journaling, um, getting stuff out, but we brain dump in class, and I start by saying, I feel like saying, and then I say whatever I feel like saying, and we move on. Well, it's sort of become this mini therapy session, and what has just warmed my heart so much is watching these women create this supportive circle where they hold each other up and they hold me up and I'm like oh wow like I was the one like trying to be brave and strong and the moment I just said I don't know I don't know what I'm doing I'm 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 just stepping out on faith here guys and I'm just trusting that it's all gonna turn out okay walk with me that they have, and that's been um, that's been very heartwarming. So you know the you had two. To me, there's two things going on here. One is you've decided to be a little bit more open, a little bit more vulnerable, and your and your employees grabbed onto that, right? You had said, you know, I don't know where we're going. I don't even know when the race is going to start. I just want you guys with me. How about from the customers, right? Because you were practicing this energy transfer, right? Um, whether um, it's just because that's our nature, or you were um, a recce practitioner. When you became more vulnerable to your guests, what was that like? Well, I think um, my my approach with my guests has been a little bit different post COVID. Um, one because I th I think that the most important thing that I needed to project to my guests was that they were going to be safe in our hands. Their safety was our number one priority. And I recognized that we needed to each take more time with our guests because energetically and emotionally, our guests needed a space to download. Yeah. And so that was a huge shift because I've always been maximize the books and driven by the dollar and, you know, I can do it faster. And, you know, that was a big, huge shift for me. And it was a necessary shift, I think, to... Um, How did you make that shift? Because I know the hairdresser you just described, and that does not feel like who's sitting in front of me right now. Yeah. So how did you make that uh, listen, shift? Listen, I am, I am, I call myself 
a hair whore. Yeah. Like I can juggle three, four guests at a time. Right. Um, I can feel that before, but you're, this is a much softer it version. Was, it was huge. And it was because I recognized how much I was going through and how much my team was going through. And I knew our clients are going to be a wreck too. And it's for many of them, it was the first time somebody had even touched them. So that was a big, that's yeah. a, that's a really big deal and ongoing. Like even now, I, I tell my team, you know, our job is to move people along from COVID. Like, yeah. what are you totally. excited about? Totally. What do you have down the pipeline? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear about the vaccine. I don't want to hear about yeah. how bored you are. I don't want to yeah. hear anything mundane. If I can't get you looking to the future, then I need to reminisce about your past so that I can tap into something else emotionally and shift you out of that space of sending me the news bites i don't want to hear the news yeah bites. yeah right. yeah okay so now let's talk about the energy piece because you're more of an expert in that now right so again there's people that do this intuitively they're with their guest you're doing it intentionally now um for those who are awake enough to go i get that what are some more tips or ways or specific things that you know you're able to do as a non-practitioner of that sure you know sure. to well, you help with that it. experience intentional right so you hear the word mindful or intentional i think the very first thing that we can do before we lay our hands on anybody or before we even start our day is to intentionally call our energy back to us so you know i i do this several times throughout the day you know i call my energy back to me and i send your energy back to you with love because i need to be my 100 percent before I go to greet anybody. And I'm not talking about doing Reiki on people. I'm just talking about dealing with guests face-to-face -face or dealing with your team members for salon owners. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the, the simplest thing that you can do. You, it takes a second, and you can do it multiple times a day. We noticed that, you know, with our company, I, would no, I call it slimed. Right. Yeah. I could yeah, tell. I love that. I could tell that from the Ghostbusters movie. Mm -hmm. I stole You've it from. been slimed. Yeah. Been slimed. Yeah. Or Nickelodeon back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. When they dumped yeah. the buckets All on right. you. Right. <laughs> and I would notice that on our staff, right, that they would work with two, three, four people, five people, and by the middle of the day, they were covered in slime, right? And they didn't know it, right? It's like, oh, I just want to get through the day already. It's like it's two o'clock. You got a ways to go, right? But what you just said is you true. better have another cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, you better have two. Um, all that ends up on you somehow, some way. And I think for many people, they don't have a strategy of how to get that off, right? And I know you just gave us a great, you know, visual for those who, you know, this is a podcast can't see it about I'm bringing back my energy and I'm giving yours back. But give us some a little bit more strategy or maybe technique for that stylist or you know technician in a in a room, right? Almost worse, right? You're enclosed in a space with someone doing either a massage or skincare, um, or maybe some Reiki therapy, right? Yeah. How do I get? How do? How do? What are some ways to get that slime off of me? Well, you gotta you gotta have, first of all, yeah. it's like protective measures. Sure. So you need to have your. So you gotta put something on you to keep it from sticking in the first. place? In the first place, Got exactly. It. You gotta yeah. put your armor on, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so like you get dressed in the morning, you put your armor on before you go to work. But I'm putting on my energetic 
armor too. Yeah. And for everyone, that's different. So for, you know, so I call it raising your vibration. So I want my vibration to be as high as possible because if my vibration is high as possible, that shit can't stick to me, yeah. right? Yeah. So the slime mm -hmm. that's being thrown on me, mm -hmm. it's I'm vibrating so high, it's right. gonna fall off. Yeah. So that's the whole idea of before you start your day and throughout the day, what can you do to raise your vibration? Mm -hmm. For some people, it's exercising. For some people, it's breathing. For some people, it's you know eating healthy. For some people, it's reading, journaling. Whatever your thing is, raise your vibration. For me, I need you know a lot of different things to raise my vibration. Sure. People mm -hmm. can either energize you, or they can mm -hmm. they can Pull zap your energy, your energy yeah. out yeah, of totally. you. Totally right. Yeah. So um, identify the things that you can do so that you have your armor mm -hmm. to face the day. During the day, sure. I talk about taking um, I, meditative potty breaks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. like, seriously, mm -hmm. like, go and sit in the potty yeah. and for 60 seconds, mm -hmm. shut your eyes and deep breathe. Deep cleansing breaths. Try to get that vagus nerve to, um, to relax. And the simplest thing that we can do, as silly as it sounds, is hum. Mm -hmm. If really? we just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It calms our vagus nerve down. It that vibration. It opens your heart chakra, and you you begin to feel calmer, but also brighter. So those are little things nobody needs to know that you're doing. And then of course stretching, moving your body, and then I do lots of weird rituals that my clients don't know anything sure. about. Yeah. You know, I I wipe. Not now we're wiping everything, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything, that, gets, everything wiped. gets wiped yeah. down. Yeah. You know, the disinfect the whole station. Yeah. Yeah. But on top of the the, the disinfecting, I think it's a perfect time for us to begin to think of, I'm clearing the energy out of this space. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you can do this just by using your hand and swiping over the mirror. I'm funny about mirrors. I think they're portals and they hold energy. So I want that portal cleared before my next guest sits there. So mm -hmm. I use a selenite wand, but I know other hairdressers that just use their hand. And it's just a ritual, you know. I'm just gonna remove. You're swiping this. left. I'm just swiping. You're swiping right. Or getting, swiping getting left. Getting this energy out of, out of there. But it's what you said before. It's like being intentional. It's yeah. just anything that you can do to create intention with your practice with your guests is going to protect you. It's going to make them feel better, and it's going to help you hold on to the energy that you need. So at two o'clock, you're not like, oh my god, I'm dying. How am I going to make it through today? Right. You know, we've talked about how this affected your team and yourself. Yeah. You know, we talked about how this affected your customers. How did it affect your business as a whole? You know, when you kind of look back now and, and we're almost through with the year, yeah. you know, how does this affected your business? Um, you know, my business, thank, thank God, has done very well um, through COVID. I relaxed any expectations that I would have had about, you know, sales goals and driving this and driving that. Sure. I just, I wanted to survive mm -hmm. and I wanted to set myself up to be able to thrive. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay with my commitment to providing a space where young people could come out of school or they could come to mod and go to school so that they could learn the craft of hairdressing. That was like my, my, uh, we can get that done. We can We're get that good. done. Yeah. We're good to go. 
What I am surprised by is how supportive my community was in our survival. Mm -hmm. um, the outpouring of love that we got from guests and, you know, can we buy uh, gift cards from you or, you know, can, yeah. we, can we support you in some way? And my, um, my team and how supportive they were. I, you know, I went into COVID with a headcount of 23. Mm -hmm. I came out of COVID with a headcount of 29. Wow. You know, wow. so where other salons were losing mm -hmm. people, I was gaining. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, growing. It's like starting all over again. Yeah. I'm growing my yeah. younger tier, but better to be fatter on the bottom than, you know, totally. than fatter on the top. Totally. And so I'm like, okay, this is just validation. Don't walk away from this yeah. same plan that we've had, you know, all along mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. multi-tiered. Well, what do you think was the, how did you get Attract. all this? Yeah, how did that happen? Because I think there are a lot of owners who may be in a different situation, right? And it's like, well, I want to do what she did. You know, how did you attract those people? Was it because of, do you feel it was because that vulnerability became, I'm going to, for lack of a better way to put it, public knowledge and said, hey, something really different's going on over at Mod over there. I want to go be there. What was it that you thought you would think attracted people to your environment? Well, I think, you know, energetically, yeah. again, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. what mm -hmm. what you think about, you bring mm -hmm. about, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Words have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And I was very cautious. So early on, my daughter, who's also got a spa in the Atlanta area, oh, actually. Um, you're going to have to let us know, know yeah. who she is. Oh, so you'll, say, you'll, hey. you'll get a kick out of her, too. She's right. an esthetician. That Well, my wife is one by trade as well. Oh, how fun. Yeah, so we'll have to, we'll have to connect. Well, how, how yeah. fun. Ode to Wonder. Um, check her out. But early on when I was sort That's of That's what it's called? Ode to Wonder, Ode yeah. to Wonder, okay. When I was in crisis, she said to me, Mommy, shut up. <laughs> shut <laughs> as up. As only your kids yeah, can do, Yeah, as only your right? kids can do. Mm -hmm. She's right. like, your words have power, but I was, you know, I was yeah, spiraling the down cycle. the water. You were in the spin right? cycle. I was yeah. in the spin cycle. Yeah. And she's like, shut up. The universe can hear you. You know better. You need to be quiet. You need to center, and you need to find your faith. Who and taught her all that stuff? I know. I was like, oh, my God. She was job, raised mom. by a genius. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Mom. Good yeah. job, Mom. But, you know, I, it, I really took it to heart. And then, you know, I have my community with the Beauty Business Reset and, of course, you know, Nikki, Nikki and, and Gino. Yeah. Gino. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was like, I'm only talking to people who are going to survive. I'm only talking to people who know they're going to survive, who know they're going to thrive. Right. I don't want to hear... I don't yeah. want to hear your Yeah, we don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. got yeah. time yeah. for that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I, sh I just feel uh, guided to mention that we are at Mentor and Masters right now. I yeah. don't think we said that. We and, didn't. Um, we, no. In Ellicott, Maryland. Yeah. I don't know where and we're we, at. Ellicott uh, City. Ellicott yeah. City. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. different? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we met Vanessa Rose. Mm -hmm. By the way, my, my best friend's last name is Rose. Oh, yeah, you might be. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we met Vanessa. She was sitting a couple rows in front of us. She's got this amazing, I don't know what to call it. Is it a bonnet? What do we call turban? what you're wearing? Turban? Turban, a bonnet. Turban. Yeah. Um, you want a uh, turban? I, anything to cover this up top here, <laughs> I think, would be I'll fine. I, I bought this ball cap probably five years ago. I think the it's turban working, would be yeah. cooler. You know, you've run these things yeah, through the wash. Yeah, but your hair's so long. I told new. you yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, I love your hair longer. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. it's um, my, wife, my wife loves it, too, so, you know, this is for her, but. It, that's coming to a very short leash at this point. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, ma'am. 
Yeah, it is what it is. If I had, if I had thick hair, I'd have hair down to my knees. Yeah. I'd yeah, I would totally have long hair. I miss the long hair. I mean, it's amazing. I still, when I sleep at night, I'll sometimes <laughs> feel <my laughs> and I can feel the hair brush across, Brushing across your yeah. forehead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Vanessa, how do people get a hold of you? How do they know how to find you? Do you teach this stuff? Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, joyfulchair.com is my Joyful website. Joyful Chair? Joyful Chair, yep. because I believe we're all in a quest for a joyful chair. Right. Isn't that, that's how you retire in this industry, right? You love it right. until the last minute. Um, joyfulchair.com is my website. You can find me on Instagram, at joyfulchair. My salon is mod, M-A-U-D-E, hair.com. Oh, I was thinking M-O-D. Me Thank too. M-A-U-D-E, hair.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Where'd you get the spelling? I got to ask. Yeah. Oh, you know, there was there was some alcohol and, yeah. you know. Some, got it. Some creativity involved. I always notice whenever I see a salon, it's got Z's in the name. It was the 90s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I opened that in the 90s. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I can picture the whole, how would you spell mod? It's like God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my mod. <laughs> it was a spin on a woman's name. Yeah. So I have, I have two other partners. Long story, we each had a list of names. M-O-D was the word that was on each of our names. Sure. I'm super suspicious and woo-woo, as you guys can yeah. tell. And I'm like, that's the word, yeah. M-O-D. Yeah. But we didn't like the spelling because it was too masculine. My girlfriend was drawing a character of yeah. a woman with an afro. And I said, oh, we'll just change it to a female spelling, right. M-A-U-D-E, mod. Perfect. It worked. Love Done it. deal. Amazing. Um, Chris would say, is there anything we're leaving on the table? Anything you want to share with our audience? We've got people everywhere from 18 to 80 who listen to our podcast. What do you think that we haven't shared that you would like to let people know about? Um, two things. One, I would say to salon owners, you know, don't abandon this. Don't, don't, what did I say earlier? Don't flee. Don't rush. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't run out of this um, this training program, creating a salon culture where people can grow and learn that you know we really have got to protect that in our industry I feel wholeheartedly about that and for um, other beauty magic makers out there Mm -hmm. tap in to your energy learn more about it you don't even know how powerful you are and how you can heal yourself and how you can heal others Thank you so much for sitting with us. Oh, thanks, guys. This was so fun. Yeah, this was awesome. This would be a great one.